Luke chapter 2, verses 22 through 32. Now when the days of her purification according to the law of Moses were completed, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. And to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. So he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, Simeon took Jesus up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for your word and for the inspiration of it. Now may it speak to our hearts and lives in such a way that we will be challenged, that we will be changed, and that we will never get over it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, uh, we are finishing up our series called God's Original Christmas Carols, and we're looking at the Christmas carols that go way before even Silent Night or Heart to Herald or Joy to the World or Go Tell It on the Mountain, which was awesome this morning, by the way. Amen. And all of those Christmas carols, we think about those songs a lot of times when we think about Christmas carols, but we are actually looking at some that go way before that. In fact, we're calling them God's Original Christmas Carols because they are the original songs that are sung by the people in the Christmas story. And the first Sunday, we looked at Zacharias. He's the father of John the Baptist. And even in his old age or older age, he and Elizabeth were able to have a child. And this was a fulfillment of the hope that God had given to him. And, and we talked about that. And, and as you remember now, Zacharias was struck mute. In other words, he could not speak speak the entire time of Elizabeth's pregnancy, and, and women don't say amen, all right? But anyway, uh, there may, Elizabeth probably enjoyed that nine months, but, but, the, but then let, the next week we talked about the angel song, and we talked about how it was a song of praise, and a song of peace, and a song of proclamation, as they said, glory to God in the highest, peace, goodwill unto men. And then last week we looked at Mary's song. This was the song that Mary sang after she had been visited by the angel. And she goes and visits her cousin Elizabeth who is pregnant with John the Baptist. And Mary breaks out in the song and somehow has a song of rejoicing even in the midst of what many would call a scandalous and chaotic situation. And so this morning we are finishing up this series and we're going to be looking at the fourth carol and that is the Song of Simeon. That's Simeon's 
sown. Now, Simeon is not one of the major characters or usually is not seen as a major character in the Christmas story because he wasn't at the manger and he wasn't out in the fields and he, he wasn't one of the wise men and, and all. But Simeon, it tells us that he was somebody who was devout and just and he was, he was a God-honoring man. He was a God-honoring person and had get devoted his life to God and was filled with the Holy Spirit. And so he's, uh, he's living, kind of going on his way, but he's expecting this promise that has been promised to him that before he dies, he will get to see the Messiah. He will get to see the Lord, the Christ. And, and so Luke chapter 2, verse 22 through 24 says, Now when the days of Mary's purification according to the law of Moses were completed, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord. A pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. And so they go to the temple as the custom was for them to do. And what they find there as they go to fulfill this law, they run into this guy named Simeon. And what we see in this encounter is what leads Simeon to sing a song. And we read that song in those verses a while ago. Now, what led Simeon to read this song, uh, to sing this song? It was this encounter with God's love. Because we heard in the Advent reading in the scripture there, it says that God is love. And then we know that at Christmas is when we celebrate the fact that God put on flesh and blood and became one of us. He is incarnate through Jesus Christ. And so when Simeon comes into contact with the baby Jesus that day, Simeon came into contact with real love, with love incarnate. And when we come into contact with love incarnate, it should have a, it should have a big, it should have a big uh, effect on our life. It should do something in our life. It should do something in us in such a way that it should change us in that way. And so I want to talk about this morning what effect should real love, the love of Jesus, have on us? What effect should real love, the love of Jesus, have on us? Number one is this. God's love, love helps make life a real adventure. Love helps make life a real adventure. Luke chapter 2, verse 25. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. Because Simeon was looking for the love of God, because he was somebody that was living a relationship with Jesus, or a relationship with God that was an adventure, listen to what it says about him. He was just, he was devout, and he was waiting he was living in expectation. And that's what God's calling us to do. That's the kind of love that God wants us to live. You think about any marriage, and it should be an adventure. And I know sometimes it's not the greatest adventure. Sometimes it may feel like a scary adventure, but it should be an adventure. Amen? 
Now, I know somebody's punching their spouse right there, you know, but it should be. What I mean by that is in a good marriage, when love is real and when love is at work, then there should be devotion. There should be a just feeling toward each other. There should be expectation and, 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 and adventure and all those things. And it should be like that in our relationship with Christ. See, Simeon was living like someone who was in expectation. We, the, the word, you may not realize this, but the word adventure, the root from that, is the word, the same word for advent. And that means a new beginning, something's coming, an arrival. And that's why we call this season Advent, because we are looking with expectation to the one who is love incarnate and is coming to us. And so living the life for Christ should not be just this boring thing. It shouldn't be this, oh, i got to follow these rules and this is what it's all about and all of that. No, it's a great adventure living in the calling of Jesus. And so real love should have that effect on us and make life an adventure. Number two is this. Love keeps its promises. Real love keeps its promises. And we see that in the love of God, that his promises are kept. Look at Luke, uh, Luke chapter 2, verse 26. Here's the promise that was given to Simeon. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. See, the Holy Spirit had told Simeon. Now, I mean, you know, Simeon was living for God. He was doing his thing. And, and the Holy Spirit says, listen, Simeon, there, we're, we're, uh, you are going to be blessed in such a way that before you die, you will get to see the Christ. And, and, and now I imagine we're not sure when the Holy Spirit told Simeon this. It may have been when he was 15 years old. And can you imagine getting on up into years and starting to think, well, Lord, I, I know what you promised. But, you know, I'm starting to, I'm not quite as fast as I used to be. I ain't quite as with it, you know, and, and, and all. And he had to start thinking sometime, when is this promise going to be fulfilled? But according to the word here, he was still expecting. He was still looking for the promises of God. And God keeps his promise because when Simeon holds the baby Jesus, listen to how he sings. He says, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation. Love incarnate kept its promise to Simeon. See, God keeps his promises to us. In fact, did you know that uh, there, there were over 300 prophecies some say there's close to 400 that they count as prophecies that were fulfilled. But we know a conservative number is that there is at least 300 of the prophecies in the Old Testament were fulfilled by Jesus Christ as the Messiah. Over 300. Over 300. Now you may say, oh, well, that's just likelihood or that's just coincidence. Let me tell you what kind of probability that is. So over 300 were actually fulfilled. Now, did you know that the probability for eight of those prophecies to be fulfilled, the probability of only eight of those prophecies to be fulfilled is actually 10 to the 17th power. All right? I don't even know what that is. I just know that it's like 10 plus 17 zeros, something like that. It's over a tri trillion, well over a trillion. And, and, and the probability of only 8 out of those 300 being fulfilled 
the probability of only eight of it is 10 to the 1700. That's how probable, I mean, that's how rare that would even be. Now, what that, you may be saying, well, kind of give us an example of what that would look like. Okay, I will. If you took the entire state of Texas and covered it with silver dollars two feet deep, that would be about 10 to the 17th power. And if you were to take one of those silver dollars and mark it, only one of them, and put it somewhere in the batch of the whole two feet deep over the whole face of the state of Texas, if you were to take that and, and mark one and blindfold somebody, throw them in the mix somewhere, and the likelihood of them to pull out the marked silver dollar on the first try is about 1 to 10 to the 17th power. Now that, I don't know about y'all, that's pretty unlikely, right? Not only did eight of God's promises come true in Jesus, but they say at least 300 of his promises were fulfilled in Jesus. Folks, love keeps its promises. He keeps his promises, and not only did he keep his promise then to the fulfillment of those prophecies, but also he keeps his promises to us. And no matter what you may be going through, let me tell you something. Here's what he promises. In Isaiah chapter 40, verse 30 and 31, even the youth shall faint and be weary, and young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. He says he gives us promises folks he promises that he will never leave us nor forsake us he promises that he'll make us the head and not the tail he promises that he is going to be there with us through thick or thin because that's what love does amen that's what love does you know in any relationship if people don't keep promises it's not going to go very far amen it's not god keeps his promises because that kind of love is what kind of love he has for us. And last is this. Real love, the love of Jesus, always lifts us up. Real love should always be lifting us up. There's enough things out there now in the name of love that put people down. Amen? And we need to be about what lifts people up. We need to be about lifting one, another's up, lifting one another up. Luke chapter 2, verse 27, 28 says this. So he came by the Spirit. This is Simeon. He came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said. Now here's the awesome part here. Just think about Simeon. He lifts Jesus up into his arms. But when he does... It's actually Simeon that is then lifted up because he begins to sing. And he says these words, For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. See, for years and years, Israel had felt like all was lost. They had been exiled and finally got back from exiled and then they were under Roman tyranny and all. And so they, there just wasn't a whole lot of hope. And it had been 400 years since Malachi to Matthew, 400 years since they had heard a word from the Lord in that way uh, uh, as in Scripture. But when Simeon lifts up the baby, 
that baby lifts his spirit. And that's what love does. Folks, in any marriage, we need to be lifting each other up. In any relationship, that's what love is all about, is lifting each other up. And we should do whatever we have to do to lift one another up because that's what real love is. I want you to check out a German wellness commercial and see what love looks like. That grandpa sacrificed so much just so that he could lift up the one that he loved. Jesus sacrificed even more to lift us up from whatever pit, from whatever hole, from whatever problem, from whatever sin we may find ourselves in. That's what love does. That's how we're supposed to love each other. Let's never get over the love that Jesus has for us.
Let's never get over that kind of love. Let's pray. Lord, we pray right now that in this place, that in this place we may feel your love like never before. Maybe there's some folks in this place that just have felt like you've been in a hole and you're waiting for the promise to be fulfilled. Lord, let them feel your love this morning. Let them know that your promises are yes and amen. Lord, maybe there's some folks that just need lifting up that this Christmas season has been especially tough and they just need your love to lift them. Maybe there's some folks in this place this morning, God, that just really have, have forgotten what to live an adventure means. And Lord, we've, we've just let everything grow, grow cold. And so Lord, I pray that you set their hearts on fire again for what you want to do in their lives. Now Lord, we look to you and we trust in you in every way. Amen.